Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we discuss Season 2, Episode 1 of The Hills, Out with the Old. This is our podcast series, The Hills Have Size. Oh, I'm so excited to be in Season 2. We are in for a treat. It's, yeah, this is where it really, really like is all in. And I almost have to say, now I understand why Hulu only has Seasons 2 through 6. And not season one, because I feel like two through six is like the shit. Like that's where it really goes all in. It's Hulu's way of telling you it wasn't worth it. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it was obviously worth it because it's the hills and come on, it's a maze. But like they really step up their game starting in season two. Yeah, yeah. Season two is where the glory begins. Oh, and speaking of Hulu, you guys, we want to let you know that now that we're into season two, it is all on Hulu for free. So if you want to watch along with us, um, the hills seasons two through six are all on Hulu. Yes. And we also wanted to let you guys know that we are recording a bunch of episodes at a time. So Frank and I have some scheduling conflicts for the foreseeable future, and we're going to be recording a lot at once. So if you have comments or questions as episodes come up in your podcast feed, just trust that we will get there either on the podcast or via social media eventually. But we're, we're quite a bit ahead of you at this point. Yes, we are. Um, so you ready to dive in? Um, I am. I'm totally ready to dive in. Now, I was a little shocked, and I don't think I remember this, about how much transpired between season one and season two that we don't get to see on camera. Right. Like, a lot of stuff I, happens. I was shocked, too. So, the the episode opens with the recap, sort of as they normally would in season one, like, last week on the hills or whatever. But this time, it's basically catching you up from season one to season two. And weirdly... And there is so much that happened. The weird, the other thing that I thought was weird was they said, they, they don't even say, they say last season on the Hills. And a lot of the stuff they list, we did not see last season on the right. Hills. Right, it's just in between. So season one um, ended, it, the finale aired on August 2nd, 2006. And then season two, this episode we are talking about, premiered on January 14th, 2007. Mm-hmm. So this is quite a bit of ground to cover. And I think now we're basically... Um, so they probably took the summer off, as we know from last episode, that Lauren <laughs> clearly didn't want to film over the summer. Um, theoretically, the time jump should have been end of May. Yes. Through end of August. Yes. It's so we theoretically we only missed three months, but I think it was actually a lot more than that. Yes. Yep. Um, so why don't you dive into some of what they catch us up okay, on? Okay. So some of the catch up thing. Um, Audrina has left her job at um, Quixote. Quixote. I'm a little <laughs> sad. We're not going to say anymore. And now she's at Epic, Epic Records, which is what I remember. Like I remember her working somewhere in the music industry. I think she stays there for quite a while. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, so And now she's got a new coworker friend yes. who was also around for a while. Yes. Yeah. Um, Heidi has gotten a promotion at work. She is now a hostess, which means that she's in charge of the clubs and standing at the door with the guest list, deciding who gets in, who gets a, who doesn't get in. Yep. Um, uh, mad with power. I'm so jealous of her. It's an amazing place to be. <laughs> um, and this is where I'm a little shocked that I forgot about this, that this Spencer has arrived and we don't get a Spencer intro. Like it's just all of a sudden she's Spencer's her boyfriend. So we yes. didn't get to see the meet. We didn't get to see all of that. So they say that, you know, Heidi's got a promotion and she's working some of LA's hottest clubs, one of which is area. And that's where she met her boyfriend, Spencer. That's how it's introduced on the show. But as we dive into this episode more, we'll have some more intel on that for you. Oh, actually, no, that's not where she met Spencer because she's working the opening of area. 
right, in the that, episode. That's what the recap said. But that doesn't make sense. I I agree, but that's oh, what... I almost want to go back and rewatch it because she they're already together, and he says, "How are you excited about the opening of Arya?" I don't know. Weird. Um, so anyway, I have a little um, intel. So I did some research. We forgot the other thing about the recap that's very important. Sorry, real quick. Um, for all of you Team Lauren people out there like me, uh-huh. the other big part of this season one to season two recap is that Lauren and Jason broke up. Lauren and Jason broke up, which is a really big deal. And what's an even bigger deal is she traded in the convertible BMW for a convertible Mercedes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Still went black, though. I'm a little surprised. Black two-door convertible. It's basically like the same car. It's just a different manufacturer. Yeah. But I mean, I'm surprised she didn't go like baby pink or something crazy. I mean, Paris Hilton had that beautiful baby pink Bentley, so, you know. She's a little tamer than Paris in true, a way. True, true, but I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess it's fashion, so, like, black is classic, so that makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah. Paris is not one to aspire to, in my opinion, but... Um, but before we get to the breakup of Elsie and Jason, which they don't really talk about in the recap... We no. see it in the once, but I have something about the recap in Spencer. So doing some research, I've discovered that um, the way Spencer and Heidi met is that Spencer was a producer on The Princes of Malibu, which was Brody Jenner's reality show, Brody and Brandon Jenner's reality show, um, and only aired one episode, <laughs> only ever one yeah. episode. I watched it live time, real into it. I remembered that I wanted to and didn't, and I actually still haven't seen it. I need to watch it on YouTube. We'll pull it up. Yeah, we'll pull it up and watch it. Um, And if you want to go down a real deep reality show rabbit hole, Brody Jenner's mother, Caitlyn Jenner's ex-wife, married to David Foster, now Yolanda Foster's about to be ex-husband. I mean, there's just a myriad of reality show-ness about all of that. His his mother's Linda Thompson. Linda Thompson, yes. And actually, she makes a brief cameo on the hills many seasons from now. And she's actually accompanied by Taylor, who was a Real Housewife of Beverly Hills. So stay tuned for oh, that I didn't season. Remember down the line. Oh, okay, that's amazing. Yes. Um. So what I learned from research is that Spencer, the person who produced The Hills, was Spencer's co-producer on The Princess of Malibu. And once The Hills took off after season one, he said, "Oh my gosh, Brody and I want to get on the show. You have to get us on the show. We want to be on the show." Yep. And the producer was kind of like, "No, whatever." So then Spencer made it his mission. He was like, I'm just going to go, Brody and I are going to go to clubs. We're just going to go to clubs until we run into Lauren and Heidi, who apparently behind the scenes were pretty big LA party girls. Like they were out every night drinking, partying, whatever. For sure. And I am just going to like go out until I find these girls and I'm going to befriend them and this is going to happen. Now he didn't necessarily have Heidi set in his sights, but it was just either one of them. And he goes to a club and they didn't say which one. And he knows they're going to be there and he sits himself at a table with a bunch of Playboy bunnies and is just ballering it up and Heidi noticed and their eyes locked from across the room and they both claim they knew it was love at first sight. Um, now that being said, um, what we'll see, and I feel like it was really evident in this episode and we'll talk about it later. They orchestrated full on when Spencer came to this show, he came from a reality TV background and he came, I, I believe Spencer's part of the reason it got so scripted because he came in, conferred with Heidi, they started dating and basically said, we're going to be the villains. Like you and I are going to be the villains and we're going to ramp it up. And I'm going to talk more about that later when we get into the episode, because it really becomes apparent. Yeah. And Heidi and Spencer's relationship will only take more and more forefront as we continue. Yeah. Um, and you know, those of you who know them now, I'm sure you know all about it, but we're going to try and unfold it 
with time as we watch this. We don't yes. want to spoil it for people who don't know. And we'll drop in, if it's pertinent to the storyline, we'll drop in tidbits about what's happening with them currently. Because but. there's a lot that we know now that we didn't... In a 2006. Yeah. Or 2007. Now I guess we have to change our thinking. It's 2007. All right. So now let's get into the episodes. Yes. So, let's uh, do it. So let, tell us what's happening. Okay. So Lauren, we open. Lauren rolls up in her brand new two-door Mercedes who looks that looks just like her <laughs> two-door BMW. With the top down. With the top down. Her hair is super long. I had to pause and ask Frank if they were extensions. Apparently they're not. Well, and I did, I, I looked really, really hard. Um, I was looking for the lines. Like, you can usually tell. If they are extensions, whoever did them, the color match is flawless. Yeah. I don't think they are. I think it was her real hair. Okay. I mean, I'll take your word for it. I just, I thought her hair looked super long from May to supposedly August. Well, I feel like her hair previously was like top of nipple. <laughs> and now she's like under boob, which she could have grown that much. Like that's, that's theoretical. I mean, because again, we don't know when this scene was filmed. It's it true. should have been end of August. It could yeah. have been fucking November. So I mean, <laughs> it's, it's possible her hair grew that It's much. true. So anyway, the episode opens with her rolling up in her car to Jason's apartment, which actually kind of looked like the front of Jordan's apartment from the episode where he yeah. falls down. It really did. So I wonder if he's actually living with Jordan and Brian still, technically or speaking. if they just used the front of the building to film. Yeah, it's true. I mean, who knows with his people. So Lauren rolls up and drops off all his stuff. Mm-hmm. And unlike when Heidi gave Jordan all of his stuff, Lauren's maybe slightly classier about it except that all this stuff is in trash bags well but also i want to know like she had his golf clubs like why why were his golf i mean so was she taking his stuff from the beach house they rented together or was it her apartment or it's to me it was nonsensical because i feel like if they had been in a beach house together for the summer broke up left the beach house he would have moved his own shit like i i don't know it was just I, i think it was all orchestrated so my only theory about the golf clubs, which isn't that interesting, but I'm guessing that Lauren lived in a nicer part of Hollywood and probably closer to a golf course than he did. But I also feel like he would have just kept them in the trunk of his Range Rover and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's dumb. So anyway, they have this tearful exchange on the sidewalk outside of this apartment building as she gives his things back. And he says, he's being a little condescending and Lauren's very emotional. And he says like, well, I hope we're still going to be buddies. And she just instantly starts crying and says like, well, I can't. I can't be buddies with you. That's not how it works. You know, and he says like, stop, come here and like gives her a hug. And she, he says like, I don't want to not see you. And she says, but it's harder to see you. And I thought, I mean, she seemed genuinely devastated and broken up. Yes. He seemed very nonplussed. Yes. Kind of like whatevs. Now, if nothing else, I feel like he should have been devastated for the loss of paycheck because... Buddy, you're not going to be getting the MTV paycheck anymore because you're not right. going to be on the show. So, right. like, and Lauren is actually the one who apologizes. Yeah, she says, "I'm really sorry." Yeah. Um. So the only bit of intel I have here is that Jason's struggle for sobriety at this point was only getting worse and worse, and actually, his first arrest on his record of six arrests at this point um, happened pretty much right after this. So, so after they break up. Yeah. Okay. So I think my theory in episode 10 about them spending the summer together and trying to kind of sober him up and be a positive influence was not far off the mark. 
Um, and it would explain why they fought all summer. Exactly. Like so Jason has since said that when he was this age and first on the hills, he was getting $5,000 a club appearance. So for two hours of his time to go and drink for free, he was getting paid $5,000. Um, so oh, it- listeners, dream job. <laughs> dream job. I'd do it for $500. I know. I probably would too. Um, but anyway, the point being that Jason... His, his struggle for sobriety is very real and took him the better part of a decade starting around, you know, 2005, 2006. Yeah. And his relationship with Lauren was not a good time for him. And his first arrest was pretty much right after this scene. Well, um, now let's play devil's advocate here. Do we think that if he didn't have substance abuse problems that they would have stayed together? Maybe. Oh my gosh, listeners. I mean, that if, if there's... <sighs> I think that's the best argument for rehab I've ever heard. Because <laughs> if he didn't have substance abuse problems, we could have little Jason Elsie babies running around right now. I know. Oh, that, may, oh, that makes me sad. Yeah, agreed. Um, but that's, I, that's, those were my only notes about that particular scene with the tears and the long hair. Yeah, the only other note I had was that um, it also they had been the end of, they'd been together for a year at this point. That, since they got back together. Right. August to August. So it it had been a year. Yeah. And um, interestingly enough, like that, it doesn't feel that long. No. Like a one year relationship. They have matching tattoos. They really, Lauren tried on wedding dresses. Well, it's like, a one year relationship from when they got back together. But as you told me, I mean, they were together on Laguna Beach. So. So, but like a year and a half maximum and they have matching tattoos and tried on wedding dresses and they're still not even 21. Well, but I mean, again, they're not even 21. I think when you're 18, 19, you pie in the sky. I mean, you can be someone for three months and be like, let's go get matching tattoos. Yeah, I guess so. Um, So then we cut from the curb uh, and Lauren and Jason to Heidi at Bolt House, where she's been promoted. And they're having a staff meeting. And Brent Bolt House is talking about the opening of Area. Area. Mm -hmm. And... They want to do an old Hollywood opening, which is sort of weird because he says they want photographers and press. I don't know what's old Hollywood about that. That still exists today. Well, I think what he's talking about is, and this has become commonplace now, is more the step and repeat and the, you know, the paparazzi. Um, in, I feel like that was becoming, uh, back in the day, I feel like you only got step and repeats and a red carpet type deal at true movie openings, events like that. Now it's commonplace. I mean, you okay. can go to the opening of a fucking Shake Shack and they have a step and repeat. Uh, so I think So that, he was making like a step and repeat luxurious. Yes. So oh, I think that that was his... When he said okay. old school Hollywood, I think the step and, the step and repeat, like kind of a red carpet feel oh. to it. I think that's what he was referencing. Because to me, it looks so normal. Because normal now in 2016. Like, places in Washington, D.C. have a step and repeat, so... <laughs> we don't want to work. I mean, it's ridiculous. But, like, I, I think that... I mean, you it's have to remember... It's that common. Washington, D.C. has it. So. In 2007... Well, 2006, when this was filmed, it wasn't as common. So I think that's what he was going for. I okay. mean, I'm sure they, they had the big spotlights out front. Yeah. Well, I think that's what he meant. No, no, you're right. You're, yeah. That totally makes sense. Um, I just didn't put two and two together. Um, so he, he just lets Heidi know that she's going to be the hostess at the opening night at area. They're really excited. It's the opening of a big club. And I'm excited for her. Yeah. Good on you, girl. Yeah. Frank can't wait. Oh, I can't. Now the, the other thing that I had about this little scene at Bold House is that, um, she gets a phone call. Yep. Um, and when the phone starts ringing, she pulls out her sidekick, Mm -hmm. which, uh, upgrade, (sighs) delicious listeners. Um, and T-Mobile, if you're out there listening, bring it back. 
please bring it back because I would buy one in a second. I would buy 10. I would buy one for Mary B. Um, <laughs> but Audrina is calling her yep. um, from Epic Records and she lets it go to voicemail. She ignores it. She completely, well, she doesn't just ignore it. She looks at it and kind of makes a face and it's like, I'm not going to answer this. Yeah. Now, this is where shit gets really confusing for me. Um, and I'm watching it later on the episode, we know. But Audrina and Heidi were great friends. Yes. I mean, world's cutest Hooters girl, Heidi called her. I mean, they were great friends. And now all of a sudden, unbeknownst to all of us viewers, they Heidi hates her. Right. So this is where I did a little bit of research that just happened to coincide with this plot line. And when I was looking up um, Jason's arrest record and all of these things, so I read, and I couldn't remember where, and I tried to to pull it up just before we started recording, and I can't find it, but I will. And I read that part of the reason that Heidi and Lauren had such a problem with Audrina at the beginning of episode, or season two, rather, is that there were rumors that after Lauren and Jason broke up, that Audrina dated Jason. Which is interesting because it's not referenced in the show. What we get in the right. show But is... they shoved it onto Spencer. Yeah. Which I find interesting watching this episode. Now, do we think that Audrina really dated Jason? She has said she didn't. There were rumors that, like, I guess... My theory is that Lauren and Jason broke up when they were still in Malibu. He yeah. went back to L.A. to party and he hung out with Audrina a few times. He probably hung out with Jordan and Brian because they were, you know, bros for life. Audrina was possibly a part of it. And then it got back to Lauren and Heidi that Audrina was hanging out with Jason. Now, do you think that the producers put it on Spencer instead because they wanted to keep Audrina on the show and they knew that if someone crossed LC, she would be so hated that maybe they couldn't even have her on the show. Absolutely. And I think they want to set Spencer up as the smarmy character. Not that he needs help in that arena. Oh my God, he's the smarmiest person ever. But Well, and we know, and I'll talk about this later, but we, I have a lot of intel about that. Right. But it sort of makes sense when you think about it. So, you know, you hear a rumor that your so-called friend has dated your ex and then she shows up at a club with your other friend's sort of new boyfriend... It makes sense the way they react. True. They're livid. And what's interesting about all of this is that none of it could take place today because with social media, especially Instagram, if Audrina and Jason had truly been hanging out, going on dates, whatever, I'm sure there would have been an Instagram social media presence about it. Elsie would have known right away. Like, it's right. funny today that just in 10 years, how that's changed. Right. There is no lag time now whatsoever. Yeah. Like, you know, Everybody right knows away. everything. Yeah. yeah, I know. Um, so then we go to Teen Vogue. We're finally catching up with one of our favorites, Whitney. Ah, uh, Whitney Port. Yes. Um, and our other sort of favorite, Lisa Love. Um, <laughs> Fembot. Um, so Whitney actually took Lauren's place and she went to Paris. She went to Paris and she had an amazing summer. She said, it was insane. It was one of the coolest things I've ever done. And she also says, and I specifically wrote this down, instead of amazing, she says amazing. Yeah, she always hard pronounces her G's. Yeah, it was amazing. Like when she says jeans are addicting. Yeah. 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 She does that. Um, you can visibly see the regret on Lauren's face. Oh, it's... I, mean, I almost it's, feel bad for her except that she was such no, a dumbass. No, I don't feel bad for yeah. her. She did this to herself. Fuck her. Right. Like Whitney, really, I mean, Whitney took the the 
bull by the horns and she went and did it and had a great summer and she got i mean the stuff she got to do is amazing she goes to coco chanel's apartment she also holds up an issue of teen vogue and opens a spread and says lauren this is the shoot i worked on this summer yeah and lauren just like looks like she wants to cry so badly um the other bit of intel i did in between seasons one and two was that so apparently the paris thing was actually a real opportunity at least as far as they say now yeah and lauren turned it down because she said in a live interview like on the today show or something like that that um because that she was filming the hills and in school and an actual intern at teen vogue that when it came time for a summer break she really wanted one she said that she didn't want to go to paris with cameras following her she didn't really want to be a personality she wanted a few months off before she came back to do season two and that jason was only like a small part of that that she actually just didn't want to be followed for a few months interesting and i respect that like i do do too but at the same time i was like you still didn't go to paris yeah well and two (laughs) cameras didn't follow whitney like i mean exactly but they probably would have followed lauren Lauren was the star of the show. Whitney wasn't. Well, but what would have happened, I would imagine, is that if the cameras followed her, they would have filmed over the summer, and then she would have had a fall break from filming. Exactly. Like, I mean, they're not going to film her 12 months out of the year. Also, seeing the way that they handled season two so far, I feel like they would have just shown her in Paris, like, in flashback anyway. Yeah. Well, unless she met a guy. Right. And she still turned down an incredible opportunity for her career, which is booming now anyway, but I'm still Yeah, gonna... she recovered. She I will, recovered from I it. will forever judge her for it, if only a little bit. Um, so then they're called into Lisa Love's office Uh, and Lisa throws the biggest and best shade we have seen. Oh, it's good. In the series so far. DVF wrap dress, her black and white Diane Von Furstenberg wrap dress. Although she needs a little Botox or something. She's like, her face is looking a little haggard. Um, but yeah, she, whoa. I mean, it was like an eclipse. There was so much shade. Like, oh my God. shade was fl- It was amazing. So she, we get to hear the most, the famous line. Well, first she asks Whitney, like, how she, was your summer? And she says, has school started yet? And Whitney says, yes, I've been in school for a month. Yeah. So that means it's late September, probably. Most well, most universities start late August. We need to look up and see if maybe Fitham works in trimesters instead of semesters. I think they might. It was weird that Lauren's school didn't start yet. Like yes. She says not for a couple weeks. So yeah. So maybe it's trimesters. I have the same note. Um. So Lisa Love drops. I'm going to have to say what is the most famous line of the Hills, hands down, for all six seasons, which is... You'll always be remembered as the girl who did not go to Paris. Yeah. She will. Yeah. she. I mean, that's how I remember. I kind of want that on a t-shirt. Interviewers still ask her that now. Yeah. She's worth millions and millions of dollars and has three fashion lines and nine books. And, and could probably in a form of, afford a, pair, a beautiful apartment in Paris. Like, and people ask her that now. Yeah. Yeah. Ten um, years later, she gets asked about why she didn't go to Paris. Yeah, Whitney waxes poetic about how amazing her summer was, and it truly was amazing. Oh, and Lisa helps her lay it on even thicker. She says, oh, so what did you do, and did you meet Sophie? And Whitney's like, oh, of course, so- Sophie was amazing, and she took us to Coco Chanel's apartment, and like Lisa lets her lay it on. And this is the first time that Lisa has ever cracked her fembot persona and is literally glowing. And she's not glowing because she's happy for Whitney. She's glowing because she gets to gloat. Yes. And I gloat agree. she does. Yeah. Um, and we're missing the big part, 
where she said, so Lauren, your summer at the beach with your boyfriend, Uh huh. did that work out for you? And she, I mic drop. Yeah. Total <laughs> mic drop. I was expecting a cackle because we all know she full well knows they broke up. Yeah. Like it was, and she, there's just a twinkle in her eye. Like I've never seen Lisa Love so excited. It was amazing. I agree. 100%. And it's, the best. The, it's funny because I wish we could have seen the real conversation as it went because the way they cut it, Lauren just sits there in silence. Yeah. Like she doesn't respond once. And I'm sure she did in she real may life. Have, but like though. they made it seem like she just kind of sits there uncomfortably and says nothing the whole time. She may have. I mean, Lauren's like a good girl who makes like relatively smart decisions and she made a terrible one and now the whole world has seen. Well, but I mean, did that work out for you? I think she would have been like, no. I mean, I think because she's a good girl, she would have been contrite and been like, no, it didn't. And I made a mistake and I should have gone to Paris. Like I could see a good girl saying that. Yeah. Like Heidi would have just been like, fuck you! And like kicked over the desk and ran out. <laughs> It's true. Um, so then we cut to Lauren in Heidi's bed again. Mm-hmm. And um, the bedroom actually hasn't changed at this point, which is interesting because we know later they have a new apartment. Now, we need to pay a lot of attention in the next episode because I'm wondering if... The, because the only thing that we... The only reason we know the bedroom didn't change is because we saw the headboard, which I'm sure would come with her. With those the fugly stuff. dried flowers um, and the dark green paint. I don't paint. think they were dyed flowers. I think they're plastic. Whatever. It was they're, they're horrible. They're disgusting. But the paint no, it's maroon. No, no, no. That's that's bedroom number two. Original bedroom, Heidi's bedroom, big pine bed, dried flowers, dark green. Oh, okay, background. you're right then, because later in the episode we see maroon bedroom. So yeah. that's So not- Lauren and Jason broke up earlier than implied. Yeah. And she went home home to Heidi for oh, the last part duh, of the summer. Of course, yeah. Because yeah. she had nowhere else to live. Okay, yeah, that makes total sense. Yes. Yeah. So she's in Heidi's bed with the green paint and ugly dried flowers. And she said she's just sobbing to her friend. And I I do feel a little bad for her. But at the same time, like Jason and her relationship was just such a mess. And it's really sad that she thought it wasn't. But she's she's just sobbing. And she's saying, you know, I broke up because I was crying all the time. And now that we've broken up, I'm crying all All the the time. time. And it's the fact that he's not here. To make me stop. But then she insults every friendship on the planet and says, it's like losing your best friend. Except that she's saying it to her best friend. Well, then she says, I I lost my best friend. And I think, yeah, you're right. I agree with that. But I believe I wouldn't have found that offensive if someone said that to me. Because I feel like in real life, like your partner, the person that you're dating or married to or whatever, should truly be your best friend. I think that's why Heidi didn't get upset. Because I think Heidi understood what she was saying. Like, Well, as we've established too, Heidi's just the best, like she's the better friend. Well, and here is where Heidi fucking is the better friend. Because yep. Heidi says the most amazing thing ever. I know. She I have says, a star next to it. Yeah. She says, oh, Lauren, the best part of Jason was you. I mean, what a great friend thing to say. That's and the best true. thing to say. Well, not entirely true because Jason's pretty fucking hot. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but Lauren's pretty hot. Well, but Lauren doesn't have a penis. I, I mean, I know. I'm just saying, like, if you were straight, Lauren's pretty hot. All right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I, although, honestly, if I was straight, Adrena. That's yeah. who I'd bang. You like boobs. Yeah. I know. Trying. We heard all yeah, about we that. We all know about that. Um, but again, I mean, this just goes back to the fact that like things may transpire and change down the line with Heidi's perception of reality. But 
Heidi truly is like a genuinely nice person and a good friend. Now, I'm a little upset about the way things have gone down with Adrena in that respect, with Heidi and Adrena, but I, I have some thoughts about that later too. But yeah, I mean, Heidi's just a good friend. And again, I don't think Lauren is a good friend. Yeah. To Heidi. I, I really do think that what Heidi said when she said, you know, the best part of Jason was you, that's the most supportive thing you can say to a best friend who's in the middle of a breakup. Yeah. Absolutely. And... You know, the scene ends with Lauren just sort of crying and saying, I just hate being single. And she's wiping her black tears all over the place. Um, and then we cut to Don Antonio's. Oh, where shit gets on. Yeah, it does. Because. And minor correction. I said in a previous episode of this podcast that his favorite restaurant was Don Julio's. It's Don Antonio's, but in my defense, Don Julio's is a local... I was going to say there's one here, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's a local (laughs) franchise to Washington, D.C. that I love, and my husband worked at as a teenager, so it explains my fondness for it, and it's delicious, those of you who are in the area, you need to go. Fair enough. So we're at Don Antonio's, my bad. And it's the arrival of Spencer, and now this is where I want to clue everyone in to a little Spencer intel. Dick bag from the jump. Dick bag from the jump. And now what we know is that from current interviews is that Spencer, we already addressed how he went and kind of sought the girls out because he wanted to be on the show, sees Heidi and and claims to have honestly fell in love with her from first sight. And and that I don't think that had anything to do with the show, like really locked eyes with her. Well, he meets her. They start dating before they start filming season two. And he then starts orchestrating things, says to her, we need more screen time. We should be the villains. Let's be a terrible couple. Let's be terrible people. It's going to give us a ton of screen time. We're going to blow up. And I think he really, and and he has said now that it was because he came from a reality TV background, he knew how to manipulate and orchestrate things. So it was a little interesting knowing all of that going into this episode because you can really see it. I mean, you could really see that he's just like, I'm going to be a douche. And I honestly don't think in real life he's as much of a douche. Because, like, I mean, he's still friends with Christian Cavallari. Like, he's, I mean, he was friends with Kim Kardashian. Like, he's got, I mean, Brody Jenner seems like a genuinely nice person. They were best friends at the time. I don't think these people would be friends with him if he was as horrible as he's making himself seem on TV. No, and in his defense, he's actually quite a producer. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The ratings for this show when Spencer arrived. Shot through the roof. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, from the get-go, I could not get behind him. He's not my type of guy. I didn't support Heidi dating him. I thought he was a dick. And I I, I will have a hard time escaping that from here on out now that he's here. Um, I have, I'm going to say something now that's a little hard to say. <gasps> you have warm and fuzzies for him, don't you? <sighs> I want to hate fucking. Oh. <gasps> Okay. Even at the time, like there's something about him that I find so attractive. Like I really, but he's horrible. So even when the show was on and before I knew that he wasn't really that much of a dick, I in public would be like, Spencer's the worst. I want to kill him. But secretly I want to like hate fuck him. I want to like donkey punch him or something. Like, like there's something like really attractive about him. All of my friends from home. I know you're all listening. They just fell in love with you so much because you said donkey punch. So So here's, I even, my thing with Spencer is that I even have a thing for blondes. Anyone who knows my husband knows I have a thing for blondes. Yes. it's true. Merabee's husband is, he's a toehead. Like, he's very blonde. He could not be blonder. Yeah. And Spencer is blonde, 
and there is not even a part of me that is attracted to him. He is evil and gross. He has a smarmy smile. His hair is like short and almost curly and oh, oh, I just, I can't. He's so awful. I can't. I, I, I can't, but I'm telling you, I want to like hate fuck him. Like I want to like just bang him and I, punch him. Like, no, I, just... I, I will give you the hate fuck. I just, I, ugh. Ugh, that's all I can say. But without, I mean, and he is terrible, but without this show, I don't think it would have gone on as many seasons as it did without him. Like no. he really, like he amped it up and he was a good producer. He thought about it. Um, but so let's regroup. Yeah. So, so we're at the restaurant and, and Mayor, Don Antonio, ex- explain to them like what, because I, I witnessed your visceral, visceral reaction <laughs> when he first entered the screen w- with the car. So okay. talk about that. So, we we just see the nameplate and we say it says Don Antoni Don Antonio's Los Angeles California, and you see this like kind of flashy and real quick sidebar. But Don Antonio's sounds like it should be a mafia Don Italian restaurant. Yeah, maybe. Like I think that's why we're having trouble with it because it doesn't sound like an Ita- I mean a Mexican restaurant. Like Don and like the Mafia Don and but Don Antonio's, means, but Don means uncle in both. Well, I know, but like to me, I think that's why I, that's why I'm having trouble with. But go, go anyway, ahead. so you see this flashy BMW two door, but it's not a convertible. It's like, it's one of the bigger models of BMW, but it's a two door. I think it was a five class. Yeah, a five it, series. It's like it's a big yeah. one. And it pulls up to the valet and you see Heidi get out first. And then you see this blonde, curly haired devil incarnate get out the driver's side. And he puts both of his hands in the air, like elbows wide. And then like points his two pointer fingers at the valet. And he goes, just leave the keys in, brah. Cool. And just keeps walking. And I remember watching this for the first time. And as soon as he said that, my first thought was, I hate that guy. (laughs) <laughs> understandable and i feel like the show really laid that on like i had the same reaction again 10 years later i was like oh he's gross and but see i think he knew what he was doing i mean now we know like i think that all of that broth like i think that was all like i'm going to be a tool bag yeah i mean mission accomplished yeah mission accomplished yeah um so anyway let's let's really get to their date so they sit at spencer's favorite table which i think we see several times in we the do. series yeah um and heidi's looking at the menu for the first time and she's like spencer steak and he goes come on now you don't think they're gonna give me my own steak you know like uh, whatever and so it was probably tube steak <laughs> So then he actually is kind of an attentive date. I will give Spencer that. He says, so like, are you excited about the opening of area? And Heidi says, yeah, I am a little bit. And he's like, I mean, walking around the club in a headset and letting people in, like, how could you even call that work? It's so fun. And Heidi like gets all excited and she agrees. And she's like, I like it. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, So then Spencer says, do you think Audrina will go? And, and this is where shit gets weird. Shit gets weird. And he says, if she can even get in. Well, no, because before he says that, Heidi says, all the people I work with hate her. Yes. Why do all the people that she works with hate her? Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, how do Elodie and Kristen, like, how do they even know her? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm and I'm mad they didn't expand on that. Me too. But I'm starting to believe the theory that they thought she had gone out with Jason a couple times, 
if you think about it, Heidi is moving up in Bolt House. But she's going to work. She's gossiping. And she's like, I can't believe it. Audrina went out on a date with Jason. And they're like, how dare she? You and Lauren are the stars. She's just a side piece, blah, blah, blah. And now they don't want her in the club because she's like this reality star blackball. Well, but do you think that the people at, you think people at Bolt House give a shit who, about Lauren? Given that she and Heidi were like such apparent party girls on the scene and probably brought people to the club, yeah, they might. Yeah, I they guess. would rather honor Heidi and Lauren than Audrina. I guess. I just thought the whole thing was weird and it I wish they'd expanded it on it a little bit weird. more. So then we cut to Heidi sort of asking, Well, did Audrina hit on you? Because they've hung out several times, I guess. Yes. Spencer and Audrina. Over the summer. And he says, No, it was a total friend vibe. Yeah. That's what he says. And that's important for later in this episode. So then we have this really brief cutaway that was completely dubbed of Heidi and Spencer walking into presumably what is his apartment. And I, the one thing I noticed about this is I put Spencer living in a hotel because yeah. the doors to the uh, quote unquote apartment building were, automatic were on sliding. sensors and they were automatic sliding doors. I've never seen that in an apartment building in my life. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It was definitely a hotel. He may have been. Um, but she's carrying flowers and the dubbed part says, thanks for the flowers, Spencer. Yeah. Are you sleeping over? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Heidi and Spencer bang. That's all you need to know. Um, so then we cut to the girl's apartment and it is a new, new apartment. apartment. And this is important only to note because... MTV made no effort to let us know that. It's very obvious. The paint colors are different. The couch is on a different wall. The couch is new. They have a different staircase. They There's, didn't have stairs at all before. It was one they, level. They did. They had the spiral oh, they staircase did? Okay. by the fireplace. Now the staircase is by the door and Heidi's bedroom is upstairs. What's up with all these weird two-level apartments in LA? I don't know. And it actually, it does kind of look like the same apartment complex. But the apartment itself is new. Because we know from research that Heidi has talked about the fact that they do move to another apartment and that they glance over it and don't talk about it. And in that interview that we shared on social media, she says they changed complexes. So maybe they did and they just kept the name the same. Yeah, it's possible. It is. But anyway, the apartment is new. Heidi is also now on a sidekick. Yes. And the couch is new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No better, but new. It's It's bigger. It's still ugly. It's got a shit ton of pillows. It's got a shit ton of pillows, but at least there are no cushions missing. Missing, yes. Thank God. Cushions missing. Missing, missing cushions. And it didn't look like it came from a disgusting frat house party. So there's that. Um, And Heidi, I don't know, the whole point of the scene, I guess, is that Heidi talks about how cute Spencer is with her. You know, like... He's so attentive to me, and when we go out, he'll talk to other people, but then he'll say, but this is Heidi. And she's all, you know, tickled by it. Basically, this whole scene could have been summed up by Heidi twirling her hair and going, my new boyfriend is ever so dreamy. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, we cut to Pinkberry. Oh, so excited. I remember being fascinated with Pinkberry. I was so pissed there wasn't one on the East Coast. So annoyed because not only did they go to Pinkberry in the Hills, but like Paris Hilton was always being filmed at Pinkberry. Like it was a thing. We finally got one in D.C., well, you know, way late. I think yeah. it may have since closed, actually. 
The one on Connecticut? Yeah. I think it closed. Yeah. Um, I went for the first time. It's fucking yogurt. Like, yeah. whatevs. I don't know why people were so horny for it. It's just like any no. other goddamn yogurt shop. Yeah. But it's I like was... Tasty Delight in New York. It's like, it's just a thing. But I had such Pinkberry envy at the time. Yeah. Um, so Spencer is at Pinkberry with Audrina, mm-hmm. who is also carrying flowers, flowers that we're made to assume he bought for her from like a street vendor. And we see an extreme close up. Um, Audrina got the medium combo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was a sticker on the side of her yogurt cup. She got the medium combo. I actually didn't see it. That's good. I'm glad she didn't get it small. Good for you, Audrina. Yeah. You pile on that yogurt. Um, so they're sort of talking about, like, why is Heidi mad at you? And again, this is Spencer's, like, orchestrating skills at work here. He's like, so why is Heidi mad at you? Like, he's feeding her questions without a producer say so. He basically is a producer, but he's on camera. Now, do we think, we know Heidi was in on it. We know Spencer was in on it. Do we think Audrina was in on it? This feud? Yeah. Not the feud, but on the behind the scenes, like, we're going to fake a feud. Like, do you think she was in on the faking the feud? Like, do you think she knew Heidi didn't really hate her? Like, do I mean... That's the thing, though. I think Heidi really was mad at her. If some girl started dating my friend's ex-boyfriend, I would hate her. Oh, because of the Jason thing. Okay, yeah. I keep forgetting that we're going back to that. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. So I think when Audrina says, like, I don't know why Heidi's not speaking to me. I don't know why she's mad at me. I think she means it. Gotcha. I don't okay. think she does know. Fair enough. So Audrina says, I don't know what Heidi's problem is. That's... And she doesn't seem to. Right. Um, and then Spencer, smarmy, he says, I mean, how do you not like you? That's what I don't understand. I just... <laughs> He knows what he's doing in a way that's so gross. Well, and this, and it, it, that's the, uh, the awesome part about watching this, knowing his agenda. Right. Like, and it's, right. you can so, it's so apparent. Like when you, when the wool has been pulled out from your eyes and you know what's going on, it's so apparent. And I wrote in my notes that he comes in guns blazing because he totally does. He, not only does he like flirt with Audrina and he still keeps it in a, like a friend level. I think like enough that like, Oh, you're so amazing. Whatever. Audrina knows he's dating, but then he convinces her to go to area. And she says, I'm not afraid. Yeah. He basically is like, and knowing full well that his girlfriend, I mean, again, like I think that Heidi was in on this and knew behind the scenes, almost girlfriend, almost girlfriend, but you know, like doesn't want her there. I mean, he has dinner with Heidi and says, she says, I hate Audrina. I don't want her there. He brings her up. I don't want her there. She, he goes to Pinkberry with Audrina and says, go to area, go to area, go to area. I mean, it's, it's so, I mean, and kudos, genius. I yeah. mean, good for him. Yeah. Um, but I'm also, I had a bit of pride for Audrina. She was kind of like, I don't care. I'm not afraid. I'm going. But, and it's basically like I was invited to this big club opening and I don't care if they're yeah. mad at me. I'm going to go. But that's what I'm saying. Do you think that that was for real? Or do you think that she was like, it was part of the fake feud? I think she was legitimately invited with an invitation. She knew Lauren and Heidi would be there and she was just like, screw it. Okay. I'm going to go. I don't know. So then we get to area and we get a brief interlude of Dave Navarro. Uh, yes. And Red I have, well, I have a little, uh, intel about Dave Navarro. A okay. little story. I have, I had an interaction with Dave Navarro. In the um, VIP area? Uh, no. I went to the <laughs> 2004 MTV Awards in, um, Miami. What? With my friend Felicia, who is in a wheelchair. And so... The after, one who got the dead dog for Christmas? Yes, the one who got the dead dog for Christmas. <laughs> so we go to the actual awards, and then after the awards, we got the intel on this party 
um, a, a, an after party for, I think it was Spin Magazine, I can't remember. Yeah. And we get there, and we're, she was being really annoying. Like, my friend Felicia could be annoying sometimes, and she was getting really mad that I couldn't get us into this party. I don't know how she thought I was going to be able to do it. And she wanted me to, like... like to be fair, because she was in a wheelchair, we got to slide into a lot of events because people just don't question it. Well, people were questioning at this. And I wish I could remember what... It was for a magazine. I wish I could remember a magazine. And she was mad at me because I couldn't get her in. So we're out in front of this party at this club screaming at each other. And I'm like, you fucking cunt. Like, fuck you. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but like, don't ever be caught yelling at a crippled person because it's just not... <laughs> like, you don't look good. Um, so we're screaming. And who should come up? But Dave Navarro, who is like five nothing, oh, wearing leather he's pants. Short? He's very short. <gasps> leather pants and a vest. And I'm so like I like as you guys may or may not have gleaned, I'm a total star fucker, starstruck, whatever. I'm so <laughs> aggravated and so in this argument that I can't even be starstruck. And he was like, is there a problem here? What's going on? And I'm like, the problem is that she's a fucking cunt. And he was like, why are you, he's like, why are you yelling at her? And I was like, just because she's in a wheelchair doesn't mean she's a bitch. Like, I was like, fuck this noise. And so he was like, well, well, how can I help? I'm like, well, Dave Navarro, you can get us into this fucking party. I'm like, that's what she wants. She wants us to get into this goddamn party so you can get us into the party and that'll solve everything. And he was like, okay. He goes inside, never to return. (gasps) Never comes back. Did you and Felicia keep fighting? We did. Yeah. (laughs) We sure did. Yeah. Dave Navarro. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, he was all, like, indignant because I'm, like, again, like, you never want to be seen screaming at a handicapped person because you don't come out good in that situation. (laughs) But, like, I love that he had to intervene. And to be fair, the next morning at breakfast, she and I laughed about it for hours and thought it was hilarious um, when we were at South Beach. But, like, he, I thought it was funny that he was, like, so upset that I was yelling at this person in a wheelchair. And then I told him how he could help, and he did not help at all. So that's my little sidebar about Dave Navarro. I mean, that's a good one. Every time I hear you tell a story, I'm like, wow, I've done nothing. With my <laughs> um, so then we're inside the club at area after we see Dave Navarro on the red carpet and we are introduced to Lauren's friend, Jen, Jen Bunny, Jen Bunny, who is of also of Laguna Beach fame. She was not on season one. She was not part of the original cast, but she is a kind of um, supporting cast member in season two. Only as Lauren's friend. Jen is never on camera with other people, although she is friendly with Kristen Cavallari. Um, but she's always just kind of Elsie's friend, especially in the episodes where Heidi comes home and moves in with yeah. Lauren and her family. The three of them were kind of like taking on the world or whatever. And I love Jen Bunny. Uh, yeah. She's I, I've always liked her. I like Jen Bunny. She's out for a good time. She is kind of like a breath of fresh air in the way that Heidi can be sometimes. Yeah. Like she just wants to go out and have fun. And that's why I love her. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, Anyway, point being, they're at the club, and Jen is apparently spying on a hot guy. And she's trying to explain to Lauren, who's sitting right next to her, where he's located. Mm -hmm. And she says, six o'clock. And Lauren's, like, looking around side to side, and she's like, I don't know where six o'clock is. Which, by the way, would be behind her. No kidding. And they're sitting against a wall. So Lauren is also stupid or wasted, And she's like, I don't know where six o'clock is. And then Jen like puts her finger to her mouth and like closes her eyes for a second and then says, sorry, 11 (laughs) o'clock, which is, (laughs) which means directly in front of you, but a little bit to the left, which is funny because when the camera pans, it seemed like it was directly in front of them and a little bit to the right. Yes. (laughs) So I think she got it wrong. It's really one o'clock. Yeah, exactly. And guess who that hot guy is? Brody Brody Jenner. Jenner. 
Not oh. wearing Von Dutch yet, but Not we yet, hope it's coming. Oh, and still dreamy as ever. Yep. Oh. So then Heidi's working out front, wearing her headset, playing hostess on the red carpet, and Spencer rolls up the red carpet with Audrina in tow. Yes. Um, and Lauren... I mean, not Lauren, Heidi, looks uh, very taken aback. And again, this is all Spencer, like, orchestrating all of this. And I I have to think that Heidi knew. Because, like I said, they had planned all this out. He said they planned it all. I think Heidi I knew. I actually don't was... think she did. I do. I think she knew Spencer was coming, and she knew Audrina was coming, and then they showed up together, and it threw her for a loop. I think that he knew, because in that article, I mean, he really... I've been doing a lot of Spencer research, and he really talks about how, like, he was, like, Team Heidi... And really wanted to be, like, the, the the tumultuous couple. And I don't think that he... Because he claims that, like, true love forever from first sight. I don't think he would have jeopardized that. So I think he filled her in and was like, but, I'm showing up. But he dream. also said that he notoriously pissed her off once. And they stopped oh. dating for a little while. And then he, like, stalked her at a club until she, like, quote, took him back. So maybe this is it. Then. Yeah. And when you see Heidi's reaction, that seems real to me. She tells all of her coworkers, like, I can't believe he did this. I can't believe he showed up with Audrina. Then she goes inside in the club and tells Lauren and Jen Bunny, I can't believe he showed up with her. This is ridiculous. Why would he show up with someone that I hate? And then she goes over to him and she scolds him too. I still think that could all be faked. I mean, it could have. But I think, I think this is the thing that separated them for a little bit. I, okay. think, he, I think he did it on purpose to establish his presence. But then Heidi was like... Screw this guy. He's way too much for me. And this is a nightmare. But then he slowly weaseled his way. Okay, fair enough. I can see that. I can see that. Um, Now, part of all of this thing is she talks a lot to her coworker, Kristen. Yeah. And and I might We see her a few more times, but she's never as important as Elodie. I put Kristen man face slash lesbian. Yep. She's a very lesbian face, she which does. is, I mean, not a bad thing, but she no. reminds me a little bit of like Jackie Warner from Workout. She or, does. Um, have you watched the new season of Workout? I did. Okay. She reminds Holly. me of that. She, Holly, right? Yeah. Like she's got just that very <laughs> lesbian face. Side note, I watched the most recent season of Workout because I was hoping it would be like the old seasons of Workout. It no, wasn't. It, it wasn't. was terrible. Let, do, skip it. Listen, it was terrible. Yeah. Um, so my notes about this like entire exchange once we're inside the club with... Heidi and Spencer and Andrina. I just said Spencer's gross as fuck. Yeah. You know, like he'll say one thing to Heidi and then he'll turn back to Audrina and you know, it's, it's the same thing with him having dinner with Heidi and then Pinkberry with Audrina. It's yeah. the same thing, but in the club, it's just gross. Well, and, but, and see, that's the thing is that it's almost amazing to me at the time that we all didn't know that he was doing this on purpose. I know because it's so obvious now going back, like who would bring this other girl to the one girl's club. I mean, like, it's just, no one would do that. Like you take her to a different club. I mean, you're only doing that if you want to be like, fuck you, let's cause some drama. Well, I mean, I think I just thought he was a massive asshole and it turns out like, I'm not entirely wrong. He was just a more thoughtful asshole than I thought. Mm. Yeah, totally. I mean, a hundred percent. Like, it's just, it's funny that none of us, like, I mean, I shouldn't say none of us, me, I can only speak for me didn't watching the time was just like this guy's the worst mm-hmm. he's terrible who but now it's like oh my god no one is that dumb like he yeah i mean he would have taken her somewhere else no i agree um so anyway the night at the club ends i don't have much more to say about it than that no um and then we're kind of we're doing an an intercutting shot between bolt house and epic with heidi at work and audrina at work and um, Elodie, our old friend at Bolt House with the way too blonde hair. Who I'm going to call the Bolt House MVP. 
Yeah. Yeah. She's we, the bolt we, house. We MVP. have called her that. Yeah, and she it, for sure is. Yeah, she is. Um, so she sort of asks, like, Heidi how things are going with Spencer. And she was like, well, they're not right now. Further evidence. Yeah. She says they're not right now. She's pissed at him for yeah. the Audrina thing. And she's like, um, well, he showed up at Ariel last night with Audrina. And Elodie was like, are you kidding? While you were working? And she's like, no, I'm not kidding. And uh, she was like, wow, that really sucks. And then Heidi says she's going to go homesick for the day. She's been feeling dizzy and really nauseous. I have a cute little, not cute, but I have a sidebar about this because I've discovered that I tend to be the one in this podcast who notices weird shit in the background. What the weird shit I noticed in the background of this is there are crutches (laughs) behind Heidi. Are they Elodie's crutches? Whose crutches are they? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, they're like sitting up against, like Heidi's leaning against something and like right to her left hand side, there are a pair of crutches. Huh. Like is Elodie injured? Who's injured? <laughs> like it was very strange that they didn't mention it. But anyway, continue. Well, we see Heidi driving, so hopefully it's not her. Well, no, I mean, it's not her, but maybe someone didn't wear heels they can walk into work. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Although Heidi was wearing heels um, at work for the scene where Brent says she's going to cover the area opening. I was very excited that she wasn't wearing slippers. Her, her moccasin time. slippers? Yeah. Um, so then we cut to Audrina at Epic and she's talking to her new coworker, Kiara. Audrina says to Kiara that she's not interested in Spencer at all. And he likes her, but you know, it's not reciprocated. And she finds him piggish. She uses that word. And I wrote specifically that Audrina could see through the bullshit. Like, I feel like she is clued into the fact that like Spencer's using her to like get Heidi's ire up and... Yeah. Cause problems. And then the the scene ends with Audrina saying, like, so I showed up with the guy she's dating. Get over it. Yeah. Like, I think she saw it as just, like, this guy invited me to go to the club opening with him that I was already invited to. Why wouldn't I go? Well, and what we forgot to say is at the club opening, Spencer flat out lies to Heidi and says, like, I didn't come with her. She just, like, right. walked up behind me at the carpet. Like, right. So, yeah. And that's not true. Yeah, not true at all. So, Audrina, I actually think, don't she didn't make a mistake. No, she didn't make a mistake at all. Like, right. she did nothing wrong. Audrina right. did nothing wrong. Right. So then Heidi goes to this, like, small town pharmacy, it looks like. Yeah. It honestly looks like Mayberry out of nowhere. It's it really like, does. It has this little awning, and it's like this teeny little, like, bodega-sized pharmacy. You see her pick up a box, and she signs her receipt, and the guy says, do you want a copy of a receipt? And she says no, and, like, stomps out of this pharmacy. Well, and the interesting thing about where she's shopping in the store, like, they show... Pregnancy tests. And then they scan over and she's looking at baby shampoo. Mm-hmm. Johnson and Johnson's baby shampoo. Yeah, she First is. of all, I don't know what pharmacy would pick pregnancy tests with baby shampoo. But that's just mean. But, and it's not, <laughs> but like she wasn't, she was, wasn't, like, pregnancy tests were to the right. Yeah. She was all the way to the left. It was, yeah. it was weird. Yeah. But we kind of figure out why later. So then she gets back to the apartment and this is where you further notice that it's a brand new apartment. Yes. She says hello to Lauren and then she immediately turns and goes up the stairs where originally. To her maroon bedroom. Right. Where originally her bedroom door was, but now it's a set of stairs. Yeah. And you see her take this now pregnancy test that we've seen is what she purchased. And it actually is a CVS brand (laughs) pregnancy test. And I'm sorry, but that didn't look like any CVS I've ever been in, but whatever. No, it definitely wasn't a CVS. Yeah. At all. Right. So this is where the episode ends with the little cliffhanger. Is Heidi pregnant or is she not? Um, And then we go into the next week. 
And well, they, well, actually, they don't do next week. They do this from this, this season. season. And basically, they we a lot of characters are introduced that are coming up. We see a lot more of Brody. Um, there's a lot of Heidi and Spencer drama going on. Yes. Um, we definitely see what will eventually become the rift between Heidi and um, Lauren because of Spencer. Yep. Um, so it just was, there was no specific, we don't know what's going on next week, but there was a lot of like foreshadowing for the season. And it was interesting because this season is what, 28 episodes long? No, this one's actually only 12. So is it three that's 28? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we have a lot coming up. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Frankly Mayor B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mayor B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>